This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, April 16th, 2023. First responders, Mary Magdalene. Well, good morning, Connection Church. Here in the sanctuary, there at home, wherever you might be. Isn't this just a glorious day to be part of God's kingdom? Amen, amen, amen. So, first Sunday after Easter, we're starting a new series, and um, this series is called First Responders. And uh, the first responder we're going to talk about this morning is Mary Magdalene. Good morning, Connection Church. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who've been saved by the risen Christ. Amen? Amen. Would you pray with us, please? Lord, thank you so much for today. Thank you that we can worship you every day, but that we gather together on Sunday. Thank you for last week that we could praise your risen name. And now every Sunday after that is like a mini Easter. We thank you for what you've done for us. We thank you for calling us, for claiming us. God, settle us in wherever we are. Remove any distractions so that we can be laser-focused on you. I pray this in Jesus' name. Everybody agreed and said, amen. Amen, amen. First responders, we read about them in the paper, hear about them on the radio, see them on the news. We're friends with them. They, they may even be in our family. They, they're the people with specialized training who are among the first to arrive and provide help at the scene of an emergency, um, such as an accident, a disaster, medical emergency, a fire, crime, terrorist attack, uh, include police, uh, uh, the pol- uh, police, firefighters, uh, ambulance uh, uh, personnel, paramedics, EMTs. Uh, we're going to have some of those, uh, maybe some of those are, are here today. Do we have any first responders in the congregation? Bill. State police. Right, Rashawn, thank you so much for protecting us. Any firefighters? Actually, would you stand up? Because I can't really see you properly. Thank you, Rashawn. All of you, Bill. Yes. Thank you. Up, we've got, oh my gosh. And people who've been in the past, not even current, but been in the past. Thank you. What were you? Firefighter, thank you so much. Firefighter EMT, thank you so much. Firefighter, thank you so much. Sarah, oh, um, Sarah is um, just got a job as a responder for 911. So when we call in, Sarah will be possibly on the other end of that phone. Earl, what were you? Thank you. Thank you so much to all of you. We applaud you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I always tell Rashawn whenever I see a a state trooper go by, first of all, I check my speed. But (laughs) But it's too late. (laughs) By that time, it is too late. But I always say a prayer because now I know him and to keep him safe. And we need to pray for all of our first responders that they're safe because they are putting their lives on the line for us. First responders. Well, for today and the next two weeks, we're going to be talking about first responders, but not the ones that are among us. First responder of a different kind. It's people who are in the Bible who were first responders. First responders to a situation. 
first responders to even a person. They are people unlike the are very much like the ones among us. They weren't afraid to respond. They were willing to put themselves out there, even if the situation was dangerous. These people in the Bible are our Bible heroes because they teach us something, they show us something, they were not afraid to respond. Mm. And so today our focus is going to be on someone who is very much a part of the Easter story, a, a prime responder, a, 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 a prime responder to Jesus and the challenges he faced. Our, our first first responder, as I said before, is uh, Mary Magdalene. And, and of course, she wasn't just there at the end. Uh, she had been there with Jesus and part of his ministry uh, long before his final hours. So Mary Magdalene, we think that that's her first and last name, but it's not. Magdalene is where she was from. Mag, uh, Magd, I always get Magdala. It. Magdala. Say Magdala. Maybe I'll get it Say right it again, time. so we'll, we'll get it. Yeah, Magdala. There we go. So Magdala was a little fishing village, and it was um, right near the Sea of Galilee on the western shore. And here's where we find a lot of Jesus' ministry. When we read the Gospels, Ma Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, it takes place in this area around the Sea of Galilee. The name Mary was a very common name in Jewish culture. In fact, the the most common name in Jewish in the first century. And so the authors needed to distinguish this Mary to identify her. And so they identified her from where she was from, Mary Magdalene. Mm -hmm. So we read in Luke 8, verses 1 through 3, this is from the New International Version. After this, Jesus traveled about from one town and village to another, Proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. The twelve were with him, that would be the disciples, and also some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. Mary, called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had come. Joanna, the wife of Chusa, the manager of Herod's household. You remember Herod, Herod from um, when... when uh, he was the, the king of, uh, of, 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 uh, of uh, this region. Uh, it, in the story when Jesus is going to be crucified, it's Herod. And this is the wife of the chief of his household. That must have been an interesting position to be in. Gutsy, very gutsy. And then Susanna and many others. These women were helping to support them out of their own means. And so we were told, we're told here that Jesus was traveling around from town to town. He was proclaiming the good news. The kingdom of God is near. And not only the 12 disciples, but others, these women were with him. And in fact, the women helped fund his ministry. That's pretty awesome for a woman that we're thinking that they had money. And so they gave all that they had. And we're told that these women were cured of evil spirits and diseases. Wow. In fact, Mary Magdalene is lifted up out of this scripture as the one who had seven demons and was cured of seven demons. Now, one is enough. But she had seven. 
What is that all about? The number of seven, it could be symbolic in the Jewish uh, culture. That means the completion. Seven was, means completion. So maybe she was completely overwhelmed by these evil spirits. Not sure, just an interesting perspective here. But the thing is, what we learn is that Jesus cured her of the seven demons. She was free from that oppression. And so she staked her life on following him for the rest of her life. Mm. So Mary Magdalene is, is mentioned 12 times in the gospel stories of Jesus, 12 times, more often than any other woman other than his mother. She's often, uh, Mary Magdalene is often identified as, you remember the story with the sinful woman at, at the dinner party at Simon the Pharisee's house who goes to Jesus and takes some expensive perfume, nard, and, 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 and puts that on him, and then, and then she cries tears and washes his feet and dries them with her hair. Uh, a lot, oftentimes, uh, for some reason, they associate uh, Mary Magdalene with this woman. But it's funny, she, the woman is never actually named. So if we're never sure who she is, um, you've got to be careful sometimes in the Bible. The, you know, things build up, things get assigned, and they aren't necessarily so. Uh, uh, it's never sure who this woman was. But that being said, Mary Magdalene, along with the other women, they followed Jesus from Galilee to, to Jerusalem there at the end of his life, and they did that to serve him, and they, and they served him all the way to the cross. Mary Magdalene and the other women were there all the way till the end, even, excuse me, even after Jesus took his very last breath even when they took him down from the cross, even when they laid him in the tomb. The disciples were there too, but they had left. They left. Uh, they had already abandoned Jesus before, but Mary did not. Mary was still there. Maybe it was safer for a woman to be there. I don't know. I don't know, maybe she wasn't identified as much as the disciples were, but none the same. We don't want to take away from Mary. She was there, and until the very end, their loyalty to Jesus was just unending. They were first responders. In all the gospel accounts, everyone, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the women make an early morning visit to the tomb on Easter morning. They're first to see the stone rolled away, the first to talk to the angel or angels, depending on which story you read, they're at the tomb. The first to realize that the tomb is empty, that Jesus is alive, that he is risen. But in the Gospel of John, in this Easter story, it was Mary and Mary alone. She was there by herself. She was alone at the tomb that morning. She saw the empty tomb. Well, she ran to Peter and John to tell them that someone had taken the body of Jesus. Someone had, it would have appeared that someone had stolen the body. She didn't know where they put him. Guys didn't believe her. They had to come check for themselves. Um, and there they saw the burial linens there. 
They didn't understand what happened. And so the disciples went back to where they were. But Mary stayed. Mary stayed at the tomb. She stood outside crying. And as she wept, she bent over to look in the tomb. And she saw two angels, one seated where Jesus' head had been and one where his feet had been. And they asked her, why are you crying? Why are you crying? And she said, they have taken my Lord away and I don't know where they've put him. And then she turned around. This is according to John. She turned around and saw Jesus standing there. Can you imagine that? That'd be incredible, wouldn't it? Jesus standing there, right there at the tomb. Resurrected Jesus in the flesh. The guy she saw died back on Friday here in the flesh, right there in the tomb. And Mary's there one-on-one, person-to-person, with this man who healed her, had, had delivered her from these demons, who exercised the demons, who resurrected her, so to speak, to a new life, a glorious new beginning, a do-over, a brand new Mary of Magdala. There he is, right there in the flesh. But the challenge is, she didn't recognize him. It didn't compute. He asked her, woman, why are you crying? Who is it that you are looking for? Thinking it was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. Hmm. If you saw that video, in that video, she didn't even look at him, did she? He's over here, and she was... So maybe she didn't even look at him. Maybe that's why she didn't recognize Maybe it was the tears. Maybe the tears were so plentiful that it was hard for her to even realize. Maybe it was... Jesus' transformed, glorified body maybe looks a little different than it had before he died. Maybe she didn't expect to see him. You ever been where you don't expect somebody, you don't even recognize them sometimes? Maybe she was so lost in thought that she didn't even know who was standing there in front of her. Whatever the case, she did not recognize him. I get that. Maybe you do too. It, it happens a lot. Sometimes people, I don't recognize when we're outside of the setting, you know, or in a store or something. Or, eh. Even with Jesus, it's, it's, it's that way sometimes. Uh, <laughs> he's right there before, in front of me, beside me, behind me, right there with me. And doing all the things that you would expect Jesus to do. Forgiving me, easing my pain, giving me strength and courage uh, and faithfulness to get through whatever it is I need to get through, letting me know I'm not alone, that I'm never alone. Jesus couldn't be making it more clear that he's right there with me. And yet all too often, I don't recognize him. I, I don't realize that's who it is that's doing all that. Try as hard as it trying as hard as he does, trying to make me aware of it. Maybe that happens to you too sometimes. John chapter 20, verse 16. Jesus said to her, Mary. 
she turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. For another reason, Mary didn't recognize Jesus by looking at him, but she instantly recognized when he called out her name. <laughs> Our kids used to do that. You know, they'd be we'd, a lot of people in the house or something, Dad, 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 completely ignore. Alan, instantly get my attention. <laughs> yeah. All the difference when someone calls you by name. And, 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 it, and, and it, the same thing happened then. Mary, Jesus said. And, and he just doesn't call Mary by name. She's not the only one he calls by name. He calls you by name. He calls me by name. He knows all of our names. Can you imagine that? He knows all of our names. And he calls us. Calls us by name. Think, check this out. Back in John 10, where Jesus is talking about the good shepherd and the sheep. Verse 2 and 3. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. That would be Jesus. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. He calls you and me by name and wants to lead us out. And the question is, are we listening? Uh, are we listening? Are we responding? Are we, are, are we calling Jesus by name back? Jesus said in verse 2017, do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. So Jesus' statement seems odd here. You know, Mary sees him. Can you imagine? I mean, there he is, and she realizes she hears her name, and all she wants to do is, like, grab onto him. Isn't that what we do? We just want to hold on. And Jesus says, don't hold on to me. Wow. We read in other accounts when Jesus was walking through town where people reached out to touch them, or he reached out to touch them. The lady, you know, grabbing his cloak. People were clawing all over him all the time. But then he says to Mary, don't hold on to me. What is that about? Well, it seems that he might need to make a point specifically to Mary. Could it be that he wanted her to place her faith in him, that it wasn't just a, um, a senses, kind of like she didn't have to touch him, but that she knew that Jesus would be with her all the time in her heart. And that's true for us. We don't see Jesus in the flesh, but we know that he's with us when we ask Jesus into our heart, when we say, you know, Lord, I confess I'm a sinner. I need a savior and we... You're my Lord, come into my life, lead me. And so we know that Christ is with us. And that's what she needed. She didn't need to just have it because she could hold on, but that he would be with her forever because he says he's going to ascend, he's going to leave. But he left her with himself. 
in her heart that she could live by faith, that she could trust that he was always there, even when he couldn't be seen. Don't hold on to me. Jesus couldn't be controlled either. That's the thing. You're not going to hold on to me and keep me here. i got to go ascend to my father. And by the way, it's your father too. I've got to go to my God. And by the way, it's your God too. John chapter 20, verse 18. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news. I have seen the Lord. And she told them, that he had said these things to her. So there you have it. Mary delivered the very first Easter sermon, the first Easter message, incredible. I have seen the Lord. Mary was given that responsibility. Mary was given that privilege, and she delivered. She was the first responder. I have seen the Lord. Hmm. Unlike our first responders, Mary didn't have specialized training. She didn't have special clothing or equipment or gear. She didn't have a cool fitted out vehicle. What she had was pretty simple, actually. This is what she had. She had experienced the Lord firsthand. She had experienced his love. She experienced his grace his forgiveness, his deliverance. He had given her new life. And she was forever grateful. We too can be responders. In fact, when we respond with a yes to Jesus, it gives our life meaning and purpose. Jesus calls each one of you by name. Come to me, I love you. I created you. I desired you. I designed you. You have a purpose and a plan. You might not realize it, but I am with you always to the end of the age. I know there's someone here who feels like life might not be worth it. What's the point? Do I have any purpose? Is there meaning in my life? There might be a challenge you're going through, a heartbreak. But that's why he came. That's why he made that journey from Palm Sunday to the tomb and defeated death. And death is the death of our dreams and joys. and all. He defeated that so that we could have life and life to the full. Jesus keeps his promises. And his promise is that I will be with you always just respond, and our response can be, thank you, Lord. Thank you. I want to walk it out, Lord, with you, because my way is not the right way. You are right. You are sovereign, Lord. Thank you. So Mary Magdalene, the first responder, we can learn a lot from her. She was gutsy, but she was faithful, and she was passionate about her Lord. How about us? How about us? Let's pray. Almighty God, help us be passionate like Mary. Help us take a lesson from her to just say, Lord, I see you. Thank you. And to walk it out even when it's not easy. 
Lord, order our steps that we might be in perfect alignment with you, with your will, with your way, with your direction. When you tap on our heart, Lord, help us respond to a situation or to a purpose in need or to a person in need. Help us respond, Lord. Thank you for your Holy Spirit who guides us, convicts us, and leads us. Thank you for your Son. We just pray all this with extreme gratitude in the name of the Father and the Son and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Everybody agreed and said, Amen. Thank you for listening to the message from Connection Community Church. For more information and to find out more about our ministries, you can visit us on our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Thanks again for listening. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the new life he offers.